are listening to Recap.fm's coverage of Preacher. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Let's talk about the end of the world. As we know it, I feel oh, fine. Oh. Do you feel fine? No, I did until you sing that song. <laughs> I hate that song. Uh, not an REM fan, are no, we? No, which I, some people may judge me, but let, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not a fan of 80s pop music like at all. Really? Not at all. None. 80s metal? Yes. Sign me up. But pop music? No. 80s like metal metal or yeah. hair metal? Metal metal. Metal metal. Okay. Metal metal. <laughs> Because, like, Dokken was okay. Dokken. Yeah, I'm rocking with Dokken. Did, <laughs> uh, I have a Dokken shirt. There you go. Because I think they skirted the not really hair metal, right. but anyway. Jethro Tull. I mean, come on. Man. I mean, they're... <laughs> oh, man. Are we stalling because we no, don't want to talk no, about this episode? No, I thought it was a good episode. It was. I, I, uh, I don't hate it. And I think as far as finales go... It's probably what Preacher deserved. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. You know what I'm saying? I've been thinking about this more than I should, and I kind of landed that it is as good as we could have expected. Yes. I think that's fair. Yeah. There were moments that I really liked, and there were some nice callbacks to the comics, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then there were moments where I was like, eh, I, don't, I didn't see that coming, and I don't know why it happened. So, which we'll, I, you know, we'll get into it. Yeah, sure. We'll get into it. I did like the fact that the apocalypse really uh, went down. Well, the we got that done relatively quick so we could spend some time kind of unwinding. Right. I and thought that was a good choice. I agree. And I think the fight scenes to start the show, mm-hmm. I think that's been a, a big successful thing for mm-hmm. the show has been the choreography for the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like the one in the, you know, the whorehouse. The, uh, with the Desaad, yeah. The, yeah, the Desaad house. That fight scene was excellent. It was. And I thought all the fight scenes, I mean, it was a little jumpy at first. You're like between all the fights. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, where am I now? Who's What's happening? But it, it kept me entertained and I thought it was well done. And it was a good way to tell the story. Like yeah. when you could tell the story through physical violence, might as well. Sign me up. That's right. the language. That's the only language I understand. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, and I think it was a great way to tie up a bunch of little loose ends simultaneously and get to the heart of the matter, which is trying to land this plane. And I don't feel like they stuck the landing, but I don't feel like they, you know, broke an ankle. Um, sure. Or, or, no carry struck. No. Oh, God. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about, well, let's just talk about our favorite scenes i guess from the finale um the first one that jumps to mind and i know this is skipping way ahead Mm -hmm. my favorite scene was the scene um where god comes in to basically offer the messiah ship to jesus Jesus proper Mm -hmm. as i like to refer to him and jesus turns him down yeah um jesus killing hitler that was well, well. There you go. I actually read that that was the absolute last scene that was filmed for for preacher for for the whole series, and they ended it um, with that scene. And so the last words that were uttered was Hitler calling Jesus a Jew, and Jesus saying, "Damn right." Yeah. 
choking him out. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> yeah. No, that scene with Jesus was was interesting. And then I thought uh, the Cassidy tulip scene mm. was particularly mm. poignant yeah. with, um, you know, with tulip saying, I love you. And Cassidy, you know, his, his response with, you know, I let you hit me a bunch, not only right now, but throughout our life, you know, because mm. I love you, I kind of let you get away with it. But if you hit me again, I'm going to fucking kill you. That's right. And then she hit him again and he is like, okay. Yeah. And he's, a, he's, we don't give Cassidy credit because, you know, Tulip and Preacher and Jesse are fairly good fighters. But I mean, Tulip's a badass. I mean, it's, Cassidy is a badass. He really is. And he can take pain because he's not going to die. Yeah. I mean, he should be a badass, right? I mean, yeah. he's got many years and decades on everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the things that you look at his character. And one of the things that I think maybe he, he grates uh, uh, and is down on himself is what has he really done with all these years? Has he has he learned uh, how to cure cancer? Has he learned how to play the cello? Has he become a rock music? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a lot of other stories about vampires, they've got so much time on their hand, they can go and become something awesome several times over. What's he really done other than... I mean, let's be take honest. lots of drugs. Let's be honest. <laughs> if you're going to live forever, are you going to spend the time learning to play the cello? Are you just going to do whatever you want, whenever, whenever you, you want, want, and know that, hey, I'm going to be fine... All I got to do is eat a damn cow. <laughs> and I can learn that stuff later. I got centuries. Yeah. Like right now I'm going to live it up. Yeah. So going back to the the scene with Jesus and God, the what yeah. reason I liked is Mark Harlick, uh, I think I'm saying his name right, his portrayal of God has been a revelation <laughs> <laughs> this this season and really giving uh, making god into a villain which i think they've done a really good job of uh that scene though his acting in that scene you say hey i don't i don't you know i don't really need you right, right? it's just it's theater it's showbiz yeah. you know and and <laughs> just and she's just like yeah but you could be merciful and kind and loving loving (laughs) but then you get that way he gets that wide-eyed look like okay i've got a it's like he's always got this plan and backup plans and 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 that's the thing is it's interesting for someone that's supposed to have a plan it always seems like the plan doesn't necessarily go according to his initial plan so he's got a bunch of backup plans well i mean and that also speaks to the fact that there's free will sure he has this plan and he thinks it's going to go this way but he knows that you know, humanity can get in the way mm-hmm. of his plan because mm-hmm. they're able to choose whether or not. And that's part of the fun. And that's part of the, the challenge I think for him as well as like, I'm going to give them the free will and I'm going to lead them to the water, but I can't make them drink. Right. I'm going to lead them to the apocalypse, but I can't make them actually do it. That's you know? right. That's right. Which I think that ties into, we'll say that discussion for the end. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the Alamo. Right. What about uh, Flufferman? <laughs> Flufferman. Flufferman and Hairstar. Well, let's start with her and Tulip. Yes. Wow. We really get some insight into uh, Featherstone and her background, mm-hmm. finally. And I really enjoyed getting to understand where she came from to where she was. And watching her go through this progression of, 
I was uh, basically, I uh, was a bad person. I was uh, nothing or didn't have anything, was doing all this stuff. Then I had something to believe in mm-hmm. and I had a cause and I put, I pushed all my chips in and now look yeah, for nothing. Well, and Tulip talking to her like, Hey, doing it just for you, you know, not for a man, not for a clause, not for a religion, just for you. That's righteous. It can be. It can Sometimes. be. It can be so, righteous. And, and I think that, yeah, absolutely. Um, the But she was ready to off herself. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Tulip saying, well, you know, these things can jam up on you. And she fixed it up for her. She says, this is fixed, but I'm going to keep it. That's all right. I got plenty. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. And that really eventually leads into her confronting Hair Star, yes. who is looking quite dapper these days. And you're not, you're shaking your head. Hairstar bugs you, doesn't he? What His, they've done. Yes. To the, okay. It absolutely it does. It should. I, I hate it. <laughs> like of everything that happened in the finale, Hairstar's story is my least favorite. Mm. And I wish, honestly, that Flufferman Featherstone would have just killed him. <laughs> right. I think that would have been a better ending than what he got. Yeah. Because you know, he, he turned from this evil villainous just wanted to kill everybody into someone who seemed kind of weak willed and then just only wanted to get his looks back. Mm-hmm. And then he turned into this like devious mastermind that just wanted to play golf and, mm-hmm. you know, and pleasure Flufferman with, with his, his anus, with his anus. You know, okay. yeah, like, I think it would have been a better, <laughs> better end for Fluff, Flufferman Featherstone and star. If she would have killed him in the game. Yeah. That might have been too perfect, though. Uh, Tulip killed him in the comic, if I remember correctly. Yeah, But it's just, I I don't know. I don't like what they did with this character. And I don't think, like, sometimes they don't kill characters because you're so attached to them and they've done such a great job. I I think they killed off Star long ago Mm. and they should have just finished him off. And didn't literally finish him off because maybe that was part of the idea behind um, not everybody... There isn't a happy ending for everybody, and evil doesn't always get its comeuppance. Right? Maybe, maybe that's kind of what I got out of it. But that, sure, that felt a little heavy-handed. I felt like the the way that that was handled, I, I didn't need that. No, he could have just if if after killing Featherstone, we didn't see him again. I'd have been fine. Sure, that's I'd true. Been fine. I would have been totally fine with that. Because who, then, who cares? But him on the golf course. Talking about chipping, I might have to marry this nine nine. Just like, oh, cannot stand this person. Cannot stand. And him. at at his core, that's not who the hair star we know from the comics was. He was not right. He would be craving power. Sure, craving. He would want to be in charge of some other secret organization. And I think he would. I mean, he was arrogant and powerful, but he wasn't necessarily a, a straight up douchebag. Uh, like they've made him out to be with his good looks and his, yeah. his hair that is quite longer because now it's several years later yeah. and I guess he's still on the run, but they're still looking for him. I, I just didn't care for that at all, but whatever, yeah. Yeah. whatever, that's it's fine. fine. What about, I think the most surprising thing for me was Cassidy killing Humberdew. Mm, yeah, that, I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I thought it would be Jesse or Tulip mm. for sure, or that he wouldn't die but that he wouldn't die and that the apocalypse wouldn't start because he wouldn't want to go out and dance. And that's the signal. It was an interesting choice. And I'm not sure why they went that route. Um, I don't know either. Maybe. And maybe they did that to lessen uh, the blow 
from a character development perspective for Jesse or Tulip so well, that they I'm, wouldn't have that blood on their hands. I was thinking I maybe they were giving Cassidy some sort of like heroic role. You mm. know, he hasn't done anything, but he, he was able to do the hard work and get blood on his hands so that he, he was the one who actually stopped the apocalypse from happening because he killed the Messiah and clearly torn up about it. Sure. I think more than anyone else. Yeah. Because he loved that. <laughs> kid right. you know humperdoo is like you know the nicest guy i've ever met and not a bad bone in his body and but i had to off him because i decided that everybody else was more important than this one person mm-hmm. and i made that decision and i was the one who saved the world yeah you know so maybe i don't know i mean that could be a stretch i'm not sure what their reasoning was for casty but it was a little weird mm. and i'm i mean i'm fine with it but it's just not what I expected at yeah. all. I thought it was uh, a symbolic uh, in during that sequence during the fight with Tulip and Cassidy, she, her shooting him in the heart. I think that was twice. twice. So I think that was d- deliberate, right? Yes. Um, very symbolic of what she's done to him over and over and over again. And I think Cassidy had a moment of self-realization like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm your friend. You love me. You know, we'll shag when you're sad. <laughs> right. But that's, that's it. Right. That's it. That's all you're going to give me. And he never heard. I mean, and Tulip finally coming out and saying like, Jesse's the one for me. I've loved him since I was a little girl and that's never changed. And now he's back. So I, lo- I still love him. It's yeah. not. And I love you too, but it's a, just a different yeah. level. And the comic, that's what it was all about was their story and their love. And it was always about until the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I, I get them going that route, but I don't know. There was just, there's a lot of, un- as I look back over the series as a whole, there's a lot of unevenness there that I felt like they could have handled that a little bit better, uh, especially with us flash forwarding into them having a kid and yeah. living for another 40 years. And we'll get into that in just yeah. a little bit too. Before that, I want to talk a little bit about the Santa killers and then Genesis mom and dad showing up, uh, yeah. which, you know, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I get it. I'm not sure we needed all of that. Um, yeah, I, I get them wanting to defend their son. Sure. But I think it was also to really set up, you know, what the Saint of Killers was capable of, in case we had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because we knew, we know, yeah. we'd seen him kill uh, Fior. And I, you remember we used to think that Fior was maybe just his dad? Yeah, well, <laughs> Fior and DeBlanc maybe yeah. being the parents. Uh, the parents. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wrong. That's okay. It wasn't a bad theory. No, no, at the no. Time. We hadn't seen any other angels or demons. Sure. And I think a lot of people have that same. Yeah. So, theory. but I mean, we remember that we saw the Saint of Killers kill him like permanently. Oh, so yeah. I think it was maybe just a reminder of what the Saint of Killers was capable of. And that Absolutely. he's a badass because I mean, those two had been going at it, killing each other for weeks. That's right. That's and right. now they're like, hey, we're dead. I think he can kill anybody and we're not going to come back. Yeah. And so Jesse getting out of that predicament. Uh, we don't learn until later slicing the sand of killer's throat. Yeah. And when you see that, you're like, okay, there's something to this, but you don't know what it is, but you don't know what it is until later. Right. Which I thought was humorous. Yeah. (laughs) Deathbed confession. Yes. Um, so they made that deal. Um, are we ready for the Alamo yet? Yes. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the, because this, this scene sums up the series. I mean, if anything, like if you want to put the series and tie it up in a little bow, mm-hmm. I mean, if they just showed this scene, you'd be like, "Oh, that's what Preacher's about." Absolutely, because that's that's right out of the comic book. 
So them two just kind of conversing, shooting the shit, drinking beer. Which was kind of fun. Right. And then Jesse asking, like, the questions that we all have. Aliens? Are there <laughs> aliens anywhere? No. And, well, <laughs> kids with cats. I didn't understand that one because I hate cats. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, that would not be a question of mine. Uh, well, yeah, I was asking about kids with cancer. Yeah. Uh, just the standard. Kids with cancer sure. is a question that everybody has. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's the... Yeah. The saddest uh, thing. You know, suffering is the great teacher. It can be. Uh, and, and then those were left behind as well. So yeah. it's like all these canned answers. It's true. Right? I mean, it's, no, the, it's, sure. the, it's the answers that everybody tells you because nobody has a better one. Right. Like, uh, nobody has a better one at all. Because there's, so, the, there's not a great explanation for kids with cancer. So how do we get to the Alamo? We get to the Alamo because after the apocalypse is, uh, apocalypse is stopped... Jesse speaks to all the grail and tells them using the power of Genesis, using the word, go find him. And it took two years. Yeah. Took two years. Because God's still running. He wasn't in his dog costume. No, no. And you know, obviously that's deliberate. And some of those people been running ragged. Yeah. I mean, some of them died right after Jesse said, all right, go back to your life. They just lay there dead long enough for Jesse and Tulip to have a baby, have a baby. Start maybe a legitimate business, but also do some illegitimate stuff on the side. That's and be, who they are. Yeah, that's exactly who they are. They're happy. Yeah. Jesse says as much. Um, phone call comes in. We learn that they haven't seen Cassidy for a while. Yeah, he's at a reality um, conference. Is that yeah, what they said? Absolutely. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Right. You got to um, perfect that peyote. That's right. Uh, so we get, we start to understand and get a sense that he basically is distancing himself and staying away. But the call comes in. And so they found him. He's in San Antonio because why wouldn't he be from my hometown? Right. Um, and what, what better place to go? So he gets down there. Uh, the grail folks are quite zombified. Once yes. he releases them, some of them just drop seemingly dead. Oh, in they're some dead. Cases. They're dead. They, Cause they're still there when he leaves. And so the conversation, though, is just, it's kind of sad and kind of, you know, rewarding at the same, it's weird. It was weird, but also I felt like there was some really good development and progression of Jesse from the beginning till now and And his confidence. Well, and why now for God? Like, why now is he willing to answer his questions? Why now is he willing to, you know, converse with him? Like what has changed in God's mind that he's like, okay, cool. I'll go ahead and have this conversation with Jesse now. Cause he could have done this years ago Yeah, when Genesis first got out. I think it just adds to the randomness that we have seen over the series. So there was no rhyme or reason. It just, sure. because this is what I picked, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm God and I love you. Now, here is your opportunity to say it back. Yes. And in that moment, I think we get the ultimate point of the series and the ultimate progression of Jesse's character. And he's like, well, no, I don't need you. I don't need, we don't need a needy bitch. Right. Uh, and then he also, before all that, though, he was able to use. He was using the word, make it night, make it day. That's right. Yeah. To demonstrate. That he could control. That God. he could do it. Whereas before he could do it, but he didn't think he could do it. Therefore, he didn't do it. Right. Now he knows he can do it and he does it. Yeah. And then he. So it, 
But God, God just wanting his creation to love him. And the fact that they don't and they haven't for a long time, it's probably got to wear on you. Oh, God, yes. Like, I created you guys. I gave you all of this stuff. And I'm a benevolent, loving God. And you just. Well, I don't know about benevolent. Well, you know, that's what he thinks in his mind. <laughs> sure, sure. And he's like, and y'all just spit in my face. You act like I don't exist. You don't give a shit about me. You don't realize the gifts that I've given you. You're so ungrateful. And that's why he's like, I just. And if you heard it from Jesse, because Jesse's had a rough time and a oh, rough go. He's been literally through hell. Yes. And if at the end, if Jesse were to say, yeah, I love you too. That'd be, thank you for all that you've done. He would be like, okay, I, I've, I've done it. That's a lot of juice. That's a lot of juice coming from that guy. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. And, you know, when Jesse asked about his dad in heaven. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't answer your prayers because I knew better yeah. than you. Because I'm a loving God. Yeah. It's just... It's a tough conversation to and to see God and like you said, Mark Harlick is just does such a good job. The look on his face, where he's mm-hmm. like, "I just need you to say it." Yeah, I just want you to <laughs> say it one time. Right, that's all. I've never heard you say that you love me. Just say it. Yeah, which is interesting. And but I understand where Jesse's coming from because if if I were to believe that God were actually that way, I don't know if I would feel differently. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but. But I, wanting someone to love you and needing someone, someone to, to love, love you, you. Totally different. Exactly. I want people to love me, but if they don't, I'm okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We want, yeah. We want the world to listen to this podcast, but they're not going to. Well, and they, they shouldn't. No, they should. Oh, they should? Yes. <laughs> Life changing. They don't know what they're missing. Clearly. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you that wearing on you thing. Uh, I just equate that to, well, you're a father as well. Yeah. Right. And we keep the lights on, you know, <laughs> we make sure there's food yes. and there's a roof over your head and you get to and from places and you get to, yeah exactly yeah. uh no appreciation none none whatsoever but and when I they do this like hey thanks thanks for dinner i'm like you're <laughs> only saying that because i tell you to say that every time after dinner thanks for doing your job right yeah. but hey this is not a bitch session i'm not no, complaining I, I would that's my job exactly i'm gonna do it anyway why because i get to yeah and i think that should be more the point than anything else is uh, uh out of all this uh, love is that thing that you get to do and you get to share with who, whoever you want to share it with and without free will, it doesn't matter. And that's ultimately, that's one of the points I take away is, Hey, that's fine if you need that. But if I just tell you that and I don't actually mean it, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. And you saw that with God. Matter. Cause when he went back into the camper, he has all his created little beings that just say, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. And it's not good enough no. because he's created them only to say that. Absolutely. The fact that humanity is created to choose. Mm-hmm. Free will is important. And then they don't. Well, no. yeah. well, it just crushes them, crushes them. And Jesse gives up the power. Yeah. He's like, I don't really, need it. Yeah. I don't need it at all. Yeah. Uh, and then punches God in the face. And then he basically tells God without Genesis, don't ever go back to heaven because we don't want you up there. We don't need you up there. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah. yeah. But God does go back to heaven. He's got a little surprise waiting for him, which again, straight out of the comic. Yeah. Saying it killers. Deathbed confession. Deathbed confession. And went to heaven and killed the heavenly host. Killed the heavenly host because that's what he's want to do yeah but a bullet in the old brain of god himself mm-hmm. and then sits on the throne and it sits on the throne and 
if I remember correctly, in the comic, he took a nap. Yeah. Well, and then God gave <laughs> him the I'm choice. Tired. God Damn gave it. him the choice too. He's like, you could love, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you a life of love. And he's like, ah, oh, what if I choose hate? Mm. And that's what he shoots him. Yeah. And then the only other randomness was Eugene. So, but I thought his scene or the, the point of, I'm just glad he stopped singing in closing time. Oh that's God. God. Yeah. Every time, I hear it now. I just think of it like with a bunch of spit in your mouth. Just, I'm just like, oh no, I can't ever hear the song again. Uh, make it stop. Clearly, he became a thing because those people. Jesus, that, when yeah, Jesus was in, dude had the shirt on. That's right, the the concert shirt at uh, Lowe's or Home Depot, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Poor Jesus. If there's one job at Home Depot you wouldn't want, it's got to be paint sales. Paint. I mean, it's yeah. got to be. Yeah. You made the wrong color paint. I made the color paint that you picked. That's right. It's not my fault that That's you right. picked the wrong color. Yeah. Don't you know he felt kind of bad or felt a little boxed in because it's like, you know, I can really, I can build stuff. Right. That's, you know. I was a carpenter. That's my trade. <laughs> I can put some stuff together. I can teach some classes. Yeah. You know, they have those weekend classes to help the kids build bird box. Uh, oh, I know. Bird the Home houses. Depot and, yeah, kids yeah, yeah. workshop yeah. is amazing. Yeah, exactly. They get um, little pins for their apron. I mean, it's amazing. But I do appreciate them wrapping a bow on Eugene and basically making a statement about, yeah, there's going to be some folks in this world that we may have. Don't take pity on those Yeah, uh, that have it maybe, as we, we might say, a little harder than the rest of us. Because he's like, F this. No. Yeah, it was hard. But damn it, no. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to make something of myself. Yeah, it's been hard. But Forget all y'all for yeah. basically suggesting I just need to do myself in. Well, you know, you already tried that once and right. it didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking with the the plastic surgery and wrapping know, them up right? in bandages. I thought for a minute, I was like, is he going to be <laughs> fine? Because that's just going to be. And then they took it off. And, oh my God. So, but I appreciate that basically saying, hey. It's fine. Work yeah. with what you got. Yes, some folks' lives are harder, but we shouldn't necessarily take pity. We should help people, sure. but we shouldn't coddle them and and, and uh, handle them with kid gloves and and that sort of thing. They're they're people. Yeah, they're people. They are. Um. So let's go ahead and wind all this down. I think we've yeah. said our piece. Well, we've talked about everything. We didn't. Except for the we end. didn't absolutely love it but we didn't absolutely hate it it was yeah it was adequate i'd give it a four out of five it was adequate but let's talk about the 40 years later gravestone right. scene final scene how did you feel about that I, it was heartbreaking to learn that cassidy had not seen them i mean hadn't come back at all to visit in 42 years yeah at all not even once and but they like, talked about him all the time. They did. I mean, because he was their guy. I mean, I'm sure he called because mm-hmm. he called to talk about sure. and seen him. And it's not the same. No. You know, you can have phone conversations and text conversations with people. It's not the same. Yeah. And then to see their daughter grown up mm-hmm. look just like Tulip. Well, there's a reason oh, for I that. Understand. <laughs> but, and then just to kind of reminisce and then to see Cassidy's face like, man, you know, I forget sometimes that I'm going to live a lot longer than everybody. And I missed out on this and it was probably hard for him to be around them the way mm-hmm. he felt about both of them mm-hmm. and the way they felt about him. It's got to be difficult, but I mean, to go the re- not see them the rest of their lives. That's, I just, that's shocking to me. Do you think that's why he sauntered out into the sun? Yes. 
because he realized that this was the best thing I had. This These is the, two were the best people I knew. This is the best thing that I had. And they, for all their wrongs and all their shortcomings, they made a good person. They made a good kid. Right. Well, and they, no matter how I treated them, they still love me. and still talked about me. The fact that their daughter knew all the stories about him, yeah. you know, really let him know, oh man, these people really did care about me. Yeah. I mean, I talked to a handful of people that felt like that cheapened uh, his character. And, I don't think so. And, I mean, it could, and, and everybody's certainly entitled to their opinion. That's the thing about finales is you're never going to get exactly what you want because everybody has an idea of how things should end in their own mind. And I can't think of too many finales off the top of my head that, ended without some sort of controversy. Right. Now this one's not going to end with controversy because there's not enough people watching it. Right. Well, <laughs> what you can say about this is better than the game of Thrones finale. Ooh. Way better. Oh, wow. Way better. You went there. It's better. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, think I mean, that's I fair. think, and I don't think it cheapened Cassie's character because I think Jesse and Tulip yeah. were the loves of his life. And he knows now that he's never going to have anything like that again. So he's fine. He's like, you know, those people I've lived a long time. I've done a lot of things. I don't need to be here no more. You see it in a lot in vampire things, like the really old vampires. They get to the point where they're like, you know what? I've done enough. Yeah. I've lived my life. I'm never going to die unless I choose to. So I choose to. Yeah. And how do they know what is or isn't next? Right. So to, at that point, you like you said, you've done everything. What if dying, you know, leads to, What's next for them? Yeah. If maybe it's nothing, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But what of an adventure it could be? And I kind of, that's kind of how I view it as he's like, I missed out and I'm sad for that, but I need to move on and try something new because, like I was saying earlier, has he really done anything? Yeah. Really? I mean, sure. has he really ever branched out and tried anything? And I, I think like he felt like, well, their daughter, she's set up, she doesn't, yeah. She doesn't need anything from me. She's a good person. I would just muck it up. I feel like she doesn't, even if I you know, thought that I could come back and maybe watch over her or something yeah, yeah. like that, she doesn't need all that. So I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I've done. My and journey. so I, I, I feel like it was like a mixed bag of, no, this is, it's time for me to move on. And who and knows try where he's going to end up? Yeah. Who knows? You know, he yeah, could we be, don't know. We don't know the balance of how heaven and hell work now without God on the throne. So, and there is no ruler of hell. Right. Exactly. Right. And there's no heavenly hosts. So That's like right. what's going to happen after we have no idea. We have no idea and we get to postulate or not postulate. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I am not upset that they made preacher into a TV series yeah. and I'm, and I'm not upset that I watched most of it. Yeah. 75%. <laughs> um, so, I'm, and, I, but I'm glad that said, I'm glad that it's over. Me too. Because we, we couldn't go. We, I couldn't go five, six more episodes. No, I just couldn't. Or, or more seasons. No, I think, I think Which they I did appreciate. the right. I think they did the right thing and decided this is, this is done. And maybe, right. maybe because they got canceled, I don't know, but whatever, at the end of the day, it's like, no, this needs to wind down because yeah. you couldn't continue to pursue, um, God the way that they were doing It just, you, you really couldn't drag that out too much further because when we finally got the payoff, you understand no, it was time. Yeah. It was time. It was. And it was I mean, I think the season four as a whole told a pretty good story. 
there, you know, there are hits and misses, but for there sure. always are for sure. But as a whole, I thought it was a, a good series. And like you said, I'm glad it was only four seasons. Yeah. Like it, I'm glad it didn't turn into the walking dead where she like everybody now, <laughs> everybody, even like the biggest cheerleaders are like, they've got to either get rid of the showrunners. Yeah. I'm done. Well, they've got some of the actors on their show, like uh, Jeffrey D Morgan saying things like, Hey, maybe a couple more seasons, but let's, not running into the ground. And then you got right. the showrunners and people, producers behind the scenes saying they've got uh, decades of content yeah. left, which is, I guess it's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic for whatever this third one is that's coming yeah. next year. Maybe I might take a look at it. I don't know. Who knows? But all that being said, this time here, us together feels like an end of an era for us as well, because sure. this is really, uh, we started uh, the preacher coverage when we were still fear the nth cast mm-hmm. and the, and, and all the things that were in the, the nth cast, nth cast yeah. universe. And so us talking about the final episode of preacher, not continuing any discussions about the walking dead fear the walking dead or any of that yeah. feels like we're closing the book on a chapter. And I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a, I get it. Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. I'm like, what, what, I'm not th- misty eyed, but no. I'm like, Oh, this is to think how far we've come in the five years that we've been doing this. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like to go from nth cast. Now we're doing recap and we've brought other people who aren't quite as good, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they'll get there. <laughs> and hopefully they are listening. They're not going to listen. So that they get They're not going to listen. They, yeah. they never they listen to our show. Well, we don't listen to theirs either because it's not any good. That's not true. No, uh, no, that's not true at all. We well, the to, one they did get there was yeah, hot garbage. We, we, we do have to do some semblance of quality control, but no, this right. is like closing a chapter and, uh, but we've got, We've got such a big book. Yes. And yeah. so much more. Yeah. That we're we got, yeah. This is chapter one. There's 30 more chapters. At, at least. Yeah. At least. So do us a favor. Make sure you uh, hit us up on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Any of them. It's at Recap FM. Make sure you get on our newsletter. Recap.fm slash newsletter. Uh, we're on the Flick app. We've got a group started there, and we're starting to get some momentum. We're yeah. we're trying to build People a community there. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're going to have the link to that in the show notes. But if uh, if you want to go to it now, it's uh, Flick dot group slash recap FM. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting y'all with so much things at, at one time. It's all going to be in the show notes. I promise you. Yeah. But uh, that's a good way to build community without all the noise of the other social media and, yeah. and all if the other stuff. If you're not into Twitter, Instagram, yeah. whatever. So that's a, that's a good thing there. Uh, some of the things that we got going on right now uh, that is currently in production is we're covering Creep Show, which yes. is the Shutter original. And uh, make sure you go check out Creep Show, the Creep Show recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of fun. And uh, we got One Punch Man one coming punch soon. Man. Yeah, we yeah. got two episodes in the can. Okay, but I just in. moved, so I haven't been able to do anything. That's cool. <laughs> uh, we've got we just wrapped up our coverage on the Dark Crystal. Yes, so you want to check that out. Um, uh, here you go. If you're if you're looking for something after Preacher, and you're not sure what to check out, and you have Amazon Prime. Go check out The Boys. Yeah, same author. Same author, Garth Ennis. Uh, just as, uh, well, maybe even more deviant. Yeah, he said if, he wanted to out Preacher Preacher when he wrote yes. it. Yes. So. It is a fantastic ride. And of course, we've done a recap podcast for that. And there's another season coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they greenlit the second series of that 
before they even oh, yeah. aired the first season. So go check out The Boys Recap, which is a great podcast that uh, we've put out. Hey, thank you for sticking with us. It's been yeah. a, e- many years. Many everybody years. who's been with us since the beginning, since we'd started Fear and that kept listening, even when this feed was kind of dead for a long time. A long time. And you stayed subscribed. I mean, that means the world to us that anybody would listen to anything that we put out. And the fact that y'all are loyal and you like what we put out really is mind-boggling. We can't say thank you enough, for sure. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next podcast. 